Welcome to the Faithful Work Podcast by Biblical Business Training, where we help leaders from every walk of life apply biblical principles to work daily. From the shop floor to the CEO chair, everyone needs faithful work. Can you imagine being part of a global community where you learn God's word, are equipped to live out the gospel, and leave a legacy that impacts generations? Look no further. Welcome back to another episode of the Faith Forward Podcast by Biblical Business Training. This is a special interview because it features one of BBT's key ministry partners, Greg Atchison, who leads C12. And it's also a baton handoff to Jordan Dollar, BBT's coach, that will now be serving as the new host of the Faith Forward Podcast. It's been a pleasure to be part of this experience. Um, but I'm really excited about Jordan taking the reins and going to another level. So welcome back, Jordan. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much for the great start that you've given to this podcast. I cannot even begin to tell you how much I've learned working behind the scenes. And so I'm really excited about the chance to do this, to try something new. And I'm also excited about today's guest. C12 is an organization that works within the same space that we do of leadership and faith and Christian development. Greg runs the St. Louis chapter of C12, where he helps Christian business leaders grow in their leadership and in their faith. There's a whole lot in this interview, so we're going to play for you portions of the interview and then come back a few times to draw some lessons from those portions. Thank you, Jordan. Yes, uh, you know, uh, Greg is such a powerful leader and with extensive leadership background. So I want to share a bit um, about his story uh, before we jump into his story. He's a lifelong learner. He has a Ph.D. in organizational management with an emphasis on leadership. He served the Boeing Corporation in training thousands of leaders and now is a St. Louis C-12 board chair where he actively helps leaders daily integrate their faith and work. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. You know, on episode five, we featured an interview with Stephanie Wagner, who's one of our group leaders. She's starting groups as a mid-level employee in her building. However, often for the business owner or the leader or generally people who find themselves in the C-suite, it can actually be a lot harder to start a Bible study at work than it is for the mid-level employee. Often we have to encourage them to put together a group of their peers from across several businesses rather than a group within their own workplace. Jordan, why is that? Why is it harder? Well, when someone at a senior level is doing it, there's a lot of pressure. Now, it's not necessarily more pressure, but it's a different set of concerns. Are they showing favoritism to one group of employees over another? If I'm attending my CEO's Bible study, can I really be honest about my struggles with him or her in the room? Or do I need to show up not because I want to be part of a Bible study, but because I could get some face time or it could further my career? For that matter, even that senior level business leader is going to be struggling with how to live their faith in different types of decisions. They're going to be considering things like hiring, firing, growth, cutbacks, budget decisions that lower level employees may not experience at the same level. Now, we try to write curriculum that can appeal to Christians at all levels of the organization. But the reality is that we are all making different sorts of decisions, regardless of the level that we're at. And we need to be making those decisions out of our calling as Christians. Now, I'm excited for this interview. I think that for you listening to this interview, if you own or run a business, this conversation is going to bless you. 
If you aspire to leadership, I think this conversation is going to bless you. If you want to be bolder in your faith, this conversation and Greg's journey will bless you. Absolutely. Well, let's jump into the conversation with Greg as he shares a bit of his leadership story and background and how he went from the military to his role today. You know, as I look back on my experiences, I, it's, it's all a God thing. I mean, the way he's orchestrated the experiences he's blessed me with, you know, so I will share with you. I kind of, I just grew up in the Midwest, grew up in Indiana, and I joined the Air Force because I wanted to see the world and quite frankly, get out of the corn, corn country kind of thing, you know, and he put me 30 miles from home for the first eight years, which was even then a blessing. But I had an opportunity to start leading fairly early on, um, probably after two years, I'm right out of high school. So it's about age 20 kind of thing. I had opportunities to lead people who were older and of higher rank than me. Um, but during that time, I was pursuing my college degree, working on a bachelor's degree, and it took a number of years because of moving and working and traveling, things like that. But I um, got my bachelor's degree in 1986, and just a year after that, was commissioned as an Air Force officer. And um, one of the great things about the military is it's really a, a, a leadership lab, and for an officer to be moving every couple of years, you know, maybe what didn't work the first time in a location, you can try again, or you can certainly learn from that. But um, as a young officer, I loved even mentoring others, especially those coming straight out of the academies or something like that. So I've had a passion for leadership for a long time. I retired from the Air Force in 1998 and went to work for Boeing up in Seattle, um, really doing airline training. So we had about 500 people working for us there. Um, went through an earthquake, uh, went through 9-11, which gave us lots of challenges and thinking about downsizing and, and how to lead through that. Um, but eventually I moved to St. Louis in 2003 on a couple of government programs and again had opportunities to lead. And my wife and I felt that God was giving us an opportunity to retire from Boeing. We did that in, in 2016. And then I looked and said, so where could I use my experiences leading in the military, running a, a company for Boeing, a business unit for Boeing out in Seattle, and then this experience at the Leadership Center facilitating programs as well as executive coaching? Where could I use that for the kingdom? And C12 was a natural. I love the way God weaves together story. There's so much high impact from Greg and the way that God really moved uh, him from the military to uh, right Bowen to now doing his role today at C12. Um, you know, the military embodies integrity, embodies values, and, and really that leadership journey. Um, and it's so powerful. And so, Jordan, I would love to learn what parts of his story inspired you uh, in uh, this interview? You know, I just connect so much with his story of God leading him from one place to another, right? He begins it all by saying it's totally a God thing, right? And I think for many of us, that's the way it is. God leads us from one place to another, like you know, Abraham from his father's homeland to the Holy Land, you know, 
we don't know every step of the way. I think, you know, when I was a kid, I thought, you know, I'm going to decide what I'm going to be and then I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to be it and then I'm done, you know, and that's just not the way that life works. It's about God meeting Greg at each place that he was and leading him to the next place. It reminds me of the story of Esther. You know, she was made queen in time to save her people. And her cousin Mordecai sends her the message saying that she needs to save her people. And she says she's not sure that she can or that she should. And Mordecai sends back this message saying, who knows, but that God has led you to this place for a time such as this, you know, and just all those places that Greg found himself and then found how God was going to use him there. And then I also really love that story he tells about being a young military officer, you know, and leading people who sometimes were above him, sometimes below him. And but that constant rotation of being moved to different places, having different people placed under him and and that value of trying again. You know, he talks about some things that he tried didn't work. And he gets to step back and adjust and get a chance to try it again. And I think so many times we behave like if we make a mistake, it's going to be the end of the world and we're never going to have another chance to try again. But the reality is wherever we are, the only way to grow in our leadership and to learn is to be willing to make some mistakes and then adjust and try again. And maybe you're not being sent new people all the time, but we always have the opportunity to raise our hand and say, my bad, I'm sorry. I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to try again. Now, so see, Greg has a lot of leadership experience and he's really been bringing that experience to the BBT groups that he's been in for many years, several different groups. So let's hear a little bit more about how Greg got involved with BBT. I happened to be leading our men's ministry in our church out of Winsville and had attended a men's um, seminar, men's ministry seminar at one of the local churches in the area, and the speaker mentioned BBT and the model, and it just, my ears perked up saying, oh, this is similar to what I'm familiar with. And he introduced it to me, and it just so happened that at Boeing's defense headquarters here in St. Louis at the time, they've since relocated to uh, Washington, D.C., but... Um, there happened to be a Bible, a BBT study going on on Monday mornings, and I volunteered or signed up for that as soon as I could, and uh, enjoyed that for a number of years as an as a member or as an attendee. And then the leader of that group transitioned and moved to Denver with the Boeing program out there, and then he asked that I take it over, and I've I've done that and did that for a number of years until my retirement, so probably three four years. Um, and had a, had a chance to, to lead others through uh, a number of studies. So I've been familiar with BBT since 2013, something like that, and just love the model, love the curriculum. And even now I'm part of a group that meets on Monday mornings. I can't think of a better way to start my work week. I love this. It's powerful to connect with a community of believers, and I'd say need it now uh, right, more than ever. So, Jordan, you know, you have, of course, been at the helm at BBT, and you know what makes this organization unique in its impact. Can you share uh, some of the aspects of what makes the model unique within BBT? Well, you know, you might be in a place like, like Greg, 
with a long leadership experience, with a lot of leadership job titles, with a PhD in leadership. Or you might be where Stephanie from episode five was going, I'm not really a leader, right? But the only way to grow in our leadership is to step up and take chances. And, and you see that in Greg's progression from being invited to a group, to attending a group, to stepping up and taking a turn leading. It can be small steps. We really create our curriculum in order to make it easy and make it unintimidating to step up and lead with your faith in your workplace. What we try to do is we try to provide the tools that just lower the hurdles a little bit communication systems to make sure that you don't have to spend a bunch of time coordinating a group, curriculum that can be prepared in half an hour a week. And it's really through doing that, through not only stepping up and doing that in your workplace, but leading other people through that progression, helping them see that if I can do it, you can too. Here are the tools. Here's how to use them. It's through doing that that you leave legacy. And I love the story of... Um, Greg talked a little bit about the, the group leader of the group that he was in getting transferred out to Colorado. And I happen to know him. His, his name is Dom. Great guy. One of the really valuable things that Dom did was he taught members of his group how to lead it. So that even after he was transferred, that group was still there impacting people. And it's, it's a long legacy that's left because of the way that he prepared others for leadership. You know, Jordan, uh, thank you for sharing that and sharing that additional insight. Um, you know, as believers, it's easy to, in some ways, overcomplicate our callings to be active Christians. And and really, uh, again, to your point, to actively leave a lasting legacy, to, to do a baton handoff, right? Kind of like what we're doing today within this podcast, being sure that the story continues to live on, the impact continues to live on. You know, Greg's next two quotes makes a great point in that reality. So let's listen in. I guess I would, I would again, start by thinking about the fact that we're called as, as believers, we're called um, to be Christians 24-7. You know, this is not a Sunday thing or whatever day your Sabbath is. Um, this is not when you worship we worship him all the time. We ought to be in prayer all the time. My legacy is about the impact that I can leave, the change that I can help my business owners, the transformation that they um, take on in their lives and getting more and more comfortable with their faith. That's what has um, eternal consequences. For us, we don't necessarily always talk about ROI, that return on investment, but uh, that return on eternity. You know, so that's how I think about it is, you know, those members that I get to serve um, touch a lot of people, their employees, their employees all have families. They have a community that they live and work in. They have vendors and contractors and clients. All of those people were created in the image of God. And he desires a relationship with them. This reminds me of a verse, Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. It's truly that picture of legacy and leaving that, you know, continual, you know, eternal investment. 
even before God made you, God had yeah. a role for you, right? I, I love what Greg says there about we are called to be Christians 24 seven, you know, integrating faith and work that they're not separate. They're not two separate parts of your life. It's not Sunday and the rest of the week. It's not that Christian is something we are and work is something we do. Being Christian is something that we can do and that we do show by our actions. You know, Greg talks about that we manage our businesses for God. They are God's businesses and we are just managing them. Everything that we do, everything that we do with excellence because of our faith, every way that we care for the people who God has put in our hands to be part of that good work that God has prepared for us, being the hands and feet of Jesus in the workplace. I mean, just think about the network of people that you know and you impact. That's, that's not your mm-hmm. legacy alone. They go out and they impact more people. It's a ripple effect. Each of their networks, just as large as your own network, by the way that you treat them, you can impact people that you don't even know. Think about the legacy that gets left when you're the hands and feet of Christ to them. And then they go out and encounter other people with the impact of that interaction. And, and I really love C12's approach because it is about doing and being. They bring people together to learn skills that they need to know. You know, when you step up to become a business leader, whatever path in that company you've come up through, there are skills that you need to be a business leader that you did not acquire there. And so C12 brings them together into peer cohorts to learn those skills from one another and at the same time to learn how to integrate their faith and work and lead in a way that is faithful to God's Mm -hmm. calling. I love that. Truly, truly, uh, yes, faithfully God's calling. And, you know, and that's what I really see through Greg's life and through uh, the lives of C12 members um, as I've interacted with several of them. So let's listen and learn a bit more together on how C12 helps business leaders leave that legacy. We're 29 years old right now, about 130 chairs, people who do what I do are are postured and planted around the country. You know, and the model is that we bring Christian business owners together on a monthly basis, spend a day working on their businesses, um, helping them to do business better. So, so many business owners, you know, have specific skills. They came with engineering degrees or they came with some manufacturing background, but they lack the skills in regards to the people business, the HR pieces of it, perhaps the the finances, perhaps the sales, the marketing. Um, So they lack some of those skills. So what we do on a monthly basis is bring business owners together, invest a day with them, helping them to work on their businesses, and then helping them to really get comfortable integrating their work into their faith life. Let's talk about the positive impact that C12 leaders are having on the greater St. Louis area. You know, it's it's home with the family. It's in the corporate culture, in the workplace, and really the community as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I really love that way that the impact goes outwards, right? From From 22 business leaders getting together once a month. 
you know, how many people are impacted by those business leaders, the, the, the people who work for the companies, the people impacted by the companies, you know, and, and he talks about, he told, he told us in his interview about some really concrete ways that people are living out their faith at their work. You know, he talks about members of C12 who are making sure that they start their huddles and standups daily, weekly, whenever those are, that they're starting them with prayer and holding one another in prayer. And that, that makes team members feel valued and cared for, you know, which, which we know has a business impact in terms of employee satisfaction, in terms of turnover, in terms of employee engagement. But that also has an impact in terms of being the hands and feet of God to those employees, reaching out and letting God touch their lives through you. You know, many of his uh, business leaders in C12 are active and volunteering in the community. You know, certainly that can be done in a performative way. You know, that can be done to just put the image out there that we're a good company, we're good people to work with. But to do it out of faith is to do it believing that you have the ability to impact not just your employees, but the community. And that God is calling you as a manager of God's business to do more. And he also talks about members of C12 who included their faith in their company values or even just in their email signatures. You know, that the people see that and vendors and customers, they want to work with a values driven company, even if they don't share that person's faith, that they believe that they are working with someone work, worth working with, someone who's not out to take advantage, but someone who's stewarding God's business. Of course, the challenge then is we have to live up to those ideals of our own, right? But I believe that through prayer, through God's power, we are able to do that. I love it. Yeah, there truly is this, uh, this ripple effect. If you empower others to live out their God-given skills and values, uh, legacy naturally comes and takes place. And I'm glad that you mentioned too that it's not just right the from the spiritual component. It's from um, all aspects of really improving the business as well. C12, you know, gives business practices uh, that you know integrate with the Bible, and they work. Uh, and uh, I just I just love what they're doing, and love that the impact. Um, that they're having holistically. Um, and so let me ask, you know, as we come to a close, Jordan, tell us about BBT and specifically how people can plug in and connect with this ministry where they're at um, to begin their legacy journey. Well, whether you own or run a business or whether you're brand new to your office, we create tools to equip group leaders, and empower their groups to go out and live faith for work and leadership for life. We would love to tell you more about how we do that, about our curriculum, about our communication systems, about the help of an experienced coach. You can visit b-b-t.org and click the Start Leading button. From there, you can schedule a call with me and I'd be happy to talk to you about it or answer any questions you may have. Or you can fill out a short form there to receive a series of informational emails from us, five emails over five days that go into greater detail about what it is. If it's not your calling right now to be leading a Bible study in your workplace... 
then you can support BBT financially. We're able to make our resources free to all group leaders and their groups because of the generous support of people who believe that this is a calling that's worth carrying out. You can visit b-b-t.org and click the donate button at the top of the page. Jordan, well, thank you so much. And this is going to be my last sign off uh, for the podcast, but I'm excited for your leadership and how you will carry the baton well in the next phase of the Faith for Work podcast. Folks, if you're listening, we would love for you to subscribe, share, and leave a positive review for the Faith for Work podcast on wherever you subscribe. That helps get the word out. You can also uh, connect directly with Jordan and learn more by visiting b-b-t.org slash faithforwork. Until next time, God bless and be well.